some herbs you have to be careful they're only immune boosting so if you take too much of them you can kind of overexcite your immune system and maybe throw yourself into autoimmunity so that's something to consider um but that's what i what kind of fascinates me about uh mushrooms in general is how they have this kind of like plant intelligence that you know regulates what's going on in your body welcome to the high performance health podcast with your host angela foster the show where we talk about everything you need to break through limits and achieve a high performance mind body and lifestyle Happy 2021, everyone. I hope that you did manage to have some form of relaxation and downtime and hopefully a little bit of time with family over Christmas. I know that it wasn't anywhere close to the Christmases that many of us are used to. And here in the UK, certainly there are all kinds of restrictions, um, particularly for where I am. We were in tier four, although we've since now gone into a full lockdown. Um, So we are in lockdown 3.0. And I think it's a very, very stressful time for many people. And so I actually think you're going to really enjoy today's episode because we're going to be talking all about mushrooms and the medicinal properties of mushrooms and actually how you can use them to boost your immune system and also to help you relax and to boost neurogenesis. So I think before we dive into that though, I do want to tell you about my free gift to you for 2021. It is a free downloadable PDF that you can get on how to create your healthiest year ever. It is a little workbook that you need to probably set aside about 45 minutes to do and it will take you through how to set meaningful goals, how to review what worked last year, what your wins were, what your challenges were and really how to plan out for this year and overcome them. And then the second part is all about how to create healthy routines and behaviors and establish the practices that are really going to give you that energy-fueled, vibrant, healthy, happy new year this year. So um, you can download that by going to my website. If you go to www.angelafosterperformance.com forward slash healthiest hyphen year hyphen ever. So that's www.angelafosterperformance.com forward slash healthiest hyphen year hyphen ever ever. Um, So going back to today's episode, as I mentioned, we're going to be talking about mushrooms. And I have brought Neil Tenya on the show, who is a wild forager, nature lover, and he's also the founder of Wild Kingdom, who produce super, super pure, organic mushroom um, tinctures. And he actually takes us through what each mushroom does. So by the end of this sort of 40 minutes, you're actually going to come out as a bit of a mushroom expert. And he explains it very succinctly and how to use things like chaga for the anti-inflammatory and um, antioxidant and also immune modulating activities. He talks about reishi, which is um, known as the queen of the mushroom kingdom, and how you can use that to boost your immune system. Um, It also provides protection against cancer. Uh, We also talk about lion's mane, which has been shown, interestingly, to reduce symptoms of memory loss in mice. Um, And it's also been shown to help um, 
prevent neuronal damage that is caused by amyloid beta plaques, which we often see in people with Alzheimer's. And so that's a particularly interesting one for me uh, as somebody who carries one copy of the APOE4 gene that has been um, shown to increase your risk of Alzheimer's disease. Um, The risk with one copy goes up to about 30% um, in the sort of average population it's about nine percent and then if you have two copies it's um it goes up to 50 percent or more so for me i do have an increased risk and uh it's very important i'm always studying how can i really hang on to my smarts and uh and and not lose that so that's an interesting area lion's mane also has been shown to help improve rem sleep now i see many people who some people struggle with deep sleep and for other people actually it's the rem sleep that's elusive and that helps with things like memory formation and um, emotional regulation as well so i have since neil has very kindly sent me his um, mushroom blends and i've been experimenting and i did see both on my aura ring and my whoop because I've been doing some uh, more extensive tracking this year and I'm sort of comparing the WHOOP and the Aura. So more on that to follow in a future podcast. But I have seen an uptick in my REM sleep. Um, I actually get quite a bit of REM anyway and I've had increased dreaming. So it's been quite fun. But I will be reporting back on that in more detail in a future episode. Um, So today you're going to learn all about how to use these mushrooms reishi turkey tail um, lion's mane chaga and also um, pine pollen which has been shown to enhance testosterone in men so i think it's going to be a really interesting episode neil is a lovely guy and he's very very into mushrooms as you can imagine and also the forest so i think you're going to really enjoy this episode so let me now introduce you to neil tenier Yeah. um, So I kind of uh, grew up, uh, well, uh, I'm originally from New York City. And when I was 11 years old, we, my family kind of picked up and moved to rural Pennsylvania. So all of a sudden, I found myself in a very new environment. And as time went on, um, I started to really want to grow or have a connection with the natural world around me. Um, Because just as I like would look out to my backyard, I'd see endless trees, uh, open acres of forest. Um, and I really just kind of wanted to understand what was going on in nature. And uh, that rabbit hole kind of led me down the path to really study like indigenous culture and the Native Americans that um, first inhabited uh, the lands here. And um, as my passion for health and wellness also started to develop and I started working for different health and wellness companies and uh, I started volunteering in farms around the world, um, I started to realize that a lot of these superfoods or super mushrooms or wild mushrooms that um, had health benefits um, grew in my backyard, like literally. Um, so mushrooms for me were kind of the way, uh, were like the gateway into understanding how to positively interact with an ecosystem, how to harvest, take and give back um, and be a part of something rather than just show up to a place pick everything you could find and then sell it to someone. Like I didn't want to treat it as like a supermarket. Um, so yeah, kind of how I got started. Um, you know, I, I just wanted to find something uh, that would make me healthier um, that, that I could use. And the first mushroom I started interacting with was turkey tail. And I always tell people it's a great beginner mushroom um, because from, you know, late summer all the way till uh, early spring, um, 
it grows pretty uh, readily and in abundance. Um, and it's very easy to identify. So kind of started there, started playing around with tincturing it, um, got it to a place where I really liked it, started sharing it with family and friends, started getting into other mushrooms like chaga, reishi, lion's mane. And then before I knew it, you know, I had a good friend of mine telling me like, this is what I need to go into. Um, so I kind of took that plunge and that was like, uh, two years ago, I started the company and, um, yeah, it's been great so far. And, you know, the journey continues. Amazing. It's exciting, exciting times. So let's start then because you started with Turkey Tail. Let's start there because it's not one that I've experimented. We were chatting before and I was saying that I've experimented a little bit with Mark Lyons' name, but it's not something that I've really got into yet properly. So starting with Turkey Tail, um, you mentioned when we were chatting that they it has really positive immunity benefits and some anti-cancer properties. Um, can you explain? Because obviously you said you got started with turkey tail. Why would people want to start there? Yeah. Um, yeah, so overall you can uh, think of turkey tail as an immune-supporting mushroom. So if you um, have something basic like the common cold or a fever or whatever it is and you just want a speedy recovery, um, you can take turkey tail to help um, ha- have a stronger immune response in the body. Or it can be something that you just take daily to keep your uh, immune system where it is. Um, The cool thing about these mushrooms is that they have a modulating effect on the body. So um, if you kind of think of your body as a, or your immune system as a uh, radio with a uh, FM tuning dial, right? Um, When your immune system's functioning where it needs to be, the signal that comes through is clear. You hear the music or you hear the radio show. Uh, but when you get sick, that uh, radio dial starts to tune down and you hear the static, right? Mm-hmm. Your immune system has fallen below the frequency and these uh, immune modulating polysaccharides of the turkey tail modulate you back up to your signal. But also if you have some kind of autoimmune um, issue going on where your radio signal is tuned above the signal, so you're still like in a static mode, but you're farther away uh, from this, from the signal, um, the polysaccharides will also modulate you back down to that same signal. So it kind of works both ways. That's why there's something you could take every day. Like some herbs, you have to be careful. They're only immune boosting. So if you take too much of them, you can kind of overexcite your immune system and maybe throw yourself into autoimmunity. So that's something to consider. Um, but that's what I, what kind of fascinates me about uh, mushrooms in general is how they have this kind of like plant intelligence that you know, regulates what's going on in your body. Clever. So it's kind of a little bit like adaptogenic herbs. They do the same thing where they're modulating and they sort of give you whatever your body needs. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I would, I, I, a lot of times I categorize mushrooms as adaptogens too. So same principle. Awesome. So when you talk about that, about using something like turkey tail for um, autoimmunity, I know you mentioned that when we were chatting, a chaga is another one that you can use, particularly for inflammatory disorders like arthritis. What about for people that are listening and maybe have autoimmune thyroid conditions? So something like Hashimoto's or um, Graves' disease, could they be used in those circumstances? Yeah, that's me, by the way. I have uh, a Graves' disease. Ah. So yeah, I, I, man, uh, it was last year I got diagnosed with uh, Graves' disease and... Um, uh, 
some it takes people sometimes a year and a half to start like getting their blood work in order and um you know starting to feel better but like after six or seven months with using uh you know mushroom extracts my endocrinologist was really surprised that he said i was making a fast turnaround so um just some anecdotal personal kind of evidence that you know they really have a strong an effect on the immune system and they really are able to do this kind of modulating thing that, that i'm talking about but uh, one mushroom that helped me so much during, um, you know, all the symptoms of Graves' disease was ration mushroom. Um, you know, I took that like three or four times a day, every day. Um, and it really helped me. And we were kind of chatting earlier that, uh, Reishi has the ability to deliver more oxygen, oxygen to the blood, more oxygen to the brain, more oxygen to the heart, thus giving you kind of a calming, relaxing, uh, relaxing effect. Um, and also strengthening those organs as well. So, um, that's something that you really, that, that, that could be really good use for someone that is having like, um, thyroid issues. That is really interesting because my husband actually has graves as well. And what we found is that it is, is one of those things where Hashimoto's quite often people can go into remission. I mean, they swing either way, so they can sometimes go overactive and underactive, can't they? It's predominantly underactive. Whereas with graves, the thyroid has really gone into overdrive and um, is highly overactive and can lead to all kinds of severe symptoms in the early days. But when I've kind of dived into the research, often what's sort of, I guess, out around is that you, you should go with a similar approach to Hashimoto's because it's an autoimmune thyroid disease, but no one really seems to know how to, to solve it. I mean, I think that I've definitely seen a link between the fact that generally that person has thyroid antibodies, right? So there is some sort of underlying genetic component, but also they often have been through a period of stress, which can trigger it. Um, but it's much harder to treat without kind of resorting to allopathic medicine than something like Hashimoto's is what I found. Um, have you been treating that in a kind of combined approach? So have you been taking, if you don't mind me asking, medication with it, or is it just through natural measures? Yeah, it, it was a, a combined approach. You know, it was kind of, uh, yeah, it kind of shook me a little bit as someone who like has never had anything wrong with my body, like my entire life and always took the natural approach to everything. It was like all of a sudden I was in a situation where, you know, it was either like, <laughs> don't take allopathic medicine or die <laughs> kind mm. of to, to not to put it so harshly, but, um, you know, kind of what I learned is that what I'm really thankful for is that things like mushrooms, these natural medicines, they work so well with allopathic medicine. So, and if anything, they help fortify the immune system um, against some of the negative side effects from allopathic medicine. Um, so for me, yeah, I was, I was on some um, antithyroid medication um, and then plus, you know, my mushroom extracts. So which ones were you taking for that? Um, um, I was and on what kind of content, what kind of dosage? For somebody who might, you know, know someone who's got a thyroid issue. Uh, for the mushrooms? Yeah, because you were saying that you were, in the initial days you were taking it sort of three to four times a day. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, kind of going back to like, you know, taking mushrooms daily to maintain your immune system as opposed to like when you get sick. Um, so like in our company, <clears throat> the strength of our extract was designed to, uh, in, in one dropper full, uh, from the bottle, that is a daily dose of mushrooms to keep you, uh, keep you healthy, let's say, right. Um, that's somewhere around 
333 milligrams per day, right? Um, but if you are someone who's sick, let's, you know, whether it's a thyroid issue or whether it's fever or whether it's uh, the flu, um, you might want to take a thousand milligrams per day. Something like that would, would uh, give your body more to work with. So you could take one dropper full three times a day, or you could take two dropper fulls three times a day. Um, there's not really a way to overdo it. It's kind of like one of those things where, you know, the more you take it, your body just kind of has that signal. Like I don't need any more. Um, and it's super safe. So, um, there's no, no danger there, but, um, I think somewhere between like a thousand to 2000 milligrams a day is for someone who is recovering from something. Um, and then anything less than a thousand milligrams is going to be just like a nice daily dose to, to maintain. Interesting. So when you say like you can't really overdose, it's really interesting because I had Wade Lightheart on the show, who's the founder of Bioptimizers, and he was testing. He loves to kind of push things to the max. So with his own company, he was testing digestive enzymes and thinking, was there a limit? So normally what he'll do is he'll just take something to, he was explaining to bowel tolerance. So like with magnesium, obviously you can get there for some people pretty quickly or vitamin C. And what he found was with digestive enzymes, there just seemed no limit to, to what his body would use. And I think he took a thousand capsules, a thousand digestive enzymes in one day, which is pretty crazy. But um, with the mushrooms, is there any kind of, because we're going to go as we as we go through this, this interview into some of the depth on individual ones, but can they be combined? Could somebody start taking too much or are there ones that you shouldn't combine together Um what would you say in that respect? Yeah, so they definitely have a synergistic effect when you take them um, together. So for instance, uh, we have like a lot of bundles that people can purchase on our website that kind of target uh, or offer support for different things. So like one of our best sellers is our gut, gut health bundle. And that is chaga and turkey tail together. So if you're someone who has like leaky gut or irritable bowel syndrome, Crohn's, that might be something uh, that could help support uh, your symptoms because um, chaga is a really great anti-inflammatory, especially for things related in the gut. Um, it's so full of antioxidants. It's like, I, I think it's the actually the most antioxidant-rich food on the planet. It has like uh, five times the amount of antioxidants than acai, blueberry, and turmeric. Um, so that's why it's so good at treating inflammation. So Chaga will help soothe the inflammation in the gut. And then turkey tail will help fortify the immune system. And then also too, um, turkey tail has a lot of prebiotic fibers in the, the mushrooms. So when we do our extraction, our hot water extraction, a lot of those fibers, um, they, while they like dissolve into the, into the liquid, they're still present. And these prebiotic fibers like feed your gut bacteria. And then your gut bacteria starts... Um, producing um, medicinal chemicals to help treat the inflammation of the gut as well. So those two together just really help kind of ease anything in the gut. Like um, uh, like my girlfriend, when we first started dating, she had uh, bad acid reflux and she started taking those two and it, it got her off of her medication. She doesn't need medication anymore. She hasn't needed for like a whole, you know, two years that we've been together. Um, That's very interesting. So for somebody who is taking... Um, kind of, you know, I mean, the, these proton pump inhibitors, which cause their own problems with vitamin and mineral absorption and digestion. So that combination of chaga with tokotel may actually help them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Interesting. And so is she when she was going through that process, obviously, I must say here that anything we're talking about is not a prescription for people to do, whether that's through the thyroid or the, uh, the antacid, it's useful to have a guideline. So when she was doing this, was she taking a higher dose initially and then drop down to a maintenance or did she just start with the kind of thousand a day? Oh, uh, yeah. So I think um, I think she started with just the, <clears throat> the normal maintenance dose a day because it was the world of mushrooms was very new to her. But uh, now she's kind of the same as me. Like all day, you just kind of see her, you know, <laughs> drop her fulls in the mouth. <laughs> really? Uh, pictures, yeah. But um, now it's something she enjoys. But definitely, it's, it's totally okay to like start slow and with a little bit because, um, you know, mushrooms are, they don't have subtle flavors. Um, and then tinctures too, they have a little bit of zing to them because um, of the alcohol portion of it. Um, so it's totally, you know, beginner friendly is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, take it, take it slow. So what's the best way then to take these in terms of the tincture? Is it to drop it in the mouth, to have it in some water? Do people who are just getting started, do they need to mix it with something like stevia to disguise the taste? What have you found? Yeah, the, the easiest way I tell like beginners is to um, like put it in a juice or a smoothie, you know, something or, uh, or even your a tea or a coffee in the morning, whatever you normally drink in the morning, just throw it in there. Um, from there, you can just put a couple of drops in water too. take it that way. Um, but eventually, I think people over time, <clears throat> when they start to feel the effects of uh, taking a, a tincture or an extract, they want to make sure that they get all of it and they get all the full potential. So by that time, you know, that's when they start taking it under the tongue. And um, when you start taking it under the tongue, you might feel like a little kind of tingling, slight burning sensation because of uh, the alcohol. Um, but that's something you get used to over time. Now I, I take so many, I don't even feel it anymore. Um, but if you take it under the tongue, um, you, what you're doing is you're letting all those medicinal uh, compounds absorb directly into your bloodstream through your saliva glands. So it's kind of like mm -hmm. bypassing your digestive system, going right into your bloodstream. And then you, when you swallow the rest, it goes into your stomach, uh, doesn't need to be digested, goes right through to your small intestines where the rest will be absorbed. That's a really good way for someone who does have gut issues uh, to take an extract because, you know, if you have to take something like a, a powder or something you have to digest, and you, your body's not digesting well as it is, you might not get all uh, of the medicinal compounds that you need. So that's why, you know, that's why we do extracts is we feel that they're so versatile and they can help, uh, you know, people wherever they are on their journey. Yeah. And, and would you advise then, so if you, when you went into that sort of optimized um, dosing, would you advise having it on an empty stomach? Should you be in a fasted state or does it not matter? It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, I like to, you know, when I first get up in the morning, I'll have a glass of water and that's when I take my extracts. Um, like I kind of have like my morning routine and my night, night routine. Um, so, but yeah, you can take them uh, kind of when, whenever. Uh, there's no rules. <laughs> okay. And what about, um, I know that some people will mix and will mix these mushrooms into things like coffee. Is there any danger that if you're putting it with a hot liquid that you're going to destroy any of those properties? No. Um, so just what will happen um, if you put, you know, a dropper full of the extract into uh, like hot tea or coffee, you'll just cook some of the alcohol off, but all the, uh, the nutrients just kind of fall into the water then. Um, 
so yeah, for some people who even like just don't want, you know, people who are like sober or don't want anything to do with alcohol, I, I tell them that they can just like steep it in some hot water for five minutes and that will cook off any of the alcohol and then they can enjoy the medicinal benefits that way. Without it. And what are the flavors like? So when you say sort of getting sauce and like turkey tail, what does turkey tail taste like in a tincture form? So turkey tail is a very earthy taste. Okay. Um, it's kind of like <laughs> if you th- thought of like a cremini mushroom, just like covered in dirt. <laughs> that, that that's what turkey tail tastes like. Okay. Because um, I remember experimenting a bit with different types of CBD and having that sublingu- sublingually. And I'm going to be honest, I never got on with the the herbiness of it. That was quite quite powerful for me. Although I'm. Um, I've had things like lion's mane tea and a lot of people, you know, some of my clients have been like, what have you given me? And actually I quite enjoy it. Mm. Um, so yeah, I guess people just need to experiment. And at the end of the day, if it's in a tincture form and you're getting these incredible benefits, I think you just got to suck it up, get it under the tongue and go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Would be my advice. It's not like you're there to necessarily enjoy a tonic, are you? Um Oh, and then also something too, um, the, the alcohol portion of our extract, uh, we use organic grape alcohol, like grapes from, you know, from making wine. Um, so our extracts have like a slight fruitiness of them that helps like alleviate some of the bitterness um, coming from the, the mushroom extracts. Um, and for me, you know, and a lot of people, it's like really enjoyable, um, especially compared to some other, you know, tinctures that are out there in the market. Some just like really burn your whole mouth and then uh, you know just don't have the best taste so uh, yeah I'm pretty happy with uh, what we have. Cool so that adds to the flavor so let's talk about some of the others then. Um, Reishi is uh, one of the good ones right which is good for cardiovascular health and boosting longevity. Yeah it's um, it has a long history in Chinese medicine and it's uh, referred to as the mushroom of immortality or the mushroom of longevity. Um, and a lot of people say like, oh, if you could only take one mushroom, take reishi. Um, and I think I could stand behind that, but, um, yeah, reishi has, um, also some great anti-inflammatory properties, um, also some great immune modulating properties. Um, and then kind of where it differs from, let's say like chaga and turkey tail is that, um, it has, uh, these compounds called triterpenoids and these triterpenoids really help increase oxygen flow in the blood, in the brain, in the heart. And um, kind of like what I mentioned before, it helps kind of like induce relaxation uh, while also fortifying the immune system, while also reducing inflammation, while also uh, promoting longevity. So um, I think it's a really powerful mushroom. And also too, when you're out in the woods looking for it, it's a very cool mushroom to find. It's very unique looking. Um, So yeah. So would you advise that people take reishi at nighttime then? Yeah, definitely. Um, if, if you like have all the mushroom extracts to work with, I would definitely save reishi for night. I take it every night before bed. Um, I sleep so much better if I take reishi. I also take lion's mane at night. Um, just like so much, so, there's so much improvement as, in sleep uh, to be had with those two. And um, I know a lot of people feel the same way. Um, so yeah, those two would be like my your go tos. Yeah. So the lion's mane, I know, is um, has been shown to improve 
um, REM sleep, which is why I'm kind of keen to give it a go. And but the reishi, is that going to enhance your deep sleep? So you basically if I'm tracking it on my aura ring, am I likely to see kind of better optimized ratios and and regular sleep cycles within that? Um, so, the, yeah, the only data I've seen on that uh, on like improving sleep uh, came from just using lines mean. But I can only speak anecdotally with reishi. It's more of like um, it'll help you help you keep your respiratory system in check while you're sleeping. Um, so, you know, with the oxygenation effect going on, kind of opens up your airways and helps you like stay in deep sleep that way. Um, but I know there's actually like different amino acids in lion's mean that help with REM sleep and that people have like used something like an aura ring to, um, to actually track and see that uh, it gives that effect. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely going to um, be experimenting with that. So, uh, so the listeners can check back and see what my plus one on that uh, mm. results in. Um, but Lion's Mane, you were saying as well, because there's quite a bit of positive research that's coming out. I know it's in relation to mice at the moment, but in terms of preventing things like or limiting the risk of Alzheimer's disease and helping to build new pathways in the brain. Um, is there a specific dosage that people would like need to be using so say for example if they're taking it at night to increase um, REM sleep or if they're trying to have that protective effect on the brain what would they need to say and presumably does it I guess the second question is if you were doing it for something like Alzheimer's obviously it's going to have um, a cumulative effect you can't just take it once and expect that to be you know remove your risk but with something like REM sleep would you take it as an as and when or does it actually need to build in your system? Um, that's a good question. Um, so th I guess that's a hard question to answer because some people swear that they feel the effects right away and others say that they feel it over time. I think, you know, people's ability to kind of sense is, is a little, is, is differs from one another. Um, but, but in terms of the science, it's like right when you take an extract, it's going to go to work. Um, you might not feel something come over you in that instance, but it started to lay the groundwork to help support, you know, whatever it's trying to do in the body. So, um, yeah, with lion's mane, you know, just start taking, you know, a dropper full before you go to bed at night and see how you feel. You might, after a couple of days, you might notice something and you might want to increase the dosage, see if it furthers it, or you might find that one is enough. Um, so kind of, it, 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 there's kind of like participation that's required in, um, kind of like exploring these mushrooms and it's a really good way to help people like get in touch with their bodies. Like it's almost like you're taking something, you're expecting to feel a certain way. And that constantly causes you to like check in with yourself, check in with, with yourself. So it's, it's kind of a nice like meditative side effect of, you know, staying grounded in your body. Yeah, for sure. Which is what I always encourage people to do. Cause I think anything that you're doing, you need to kind of understand and journal on it to actually see, what differences you're getting because otherwise it's just too easy to um even, even with sleep trackers i think people need to be looking at it and sort of analyzing how they felt after the night's sleep because they're not 100 accurate in any event but also how do you wake up how do you feel um what's your performance like that day uh so i guess let's before I'm, I'm going to ask you some fun questions around how people might use them depending on performance hacks because obviously it is the high performance health podcast that's listened to by a lot of high performers. But let's talk about, we've talked about chaga in combination with turkey tail, 
that being good for anti-inflammatory and also gut health. Um, we've talked about reishi and lion's mane. Um, Maitake, my ta- my is it? Mm-hmm. Is that the correct pronunciation? Um, which you say is a bit like turkey tail, but has good effects in terms of managing blood sugar regulation. Is that something that people would take with food to enhance that effect? Yeah. Um, yeah, it could be both ways. Like, um, you know, if you if you just have a bottle of maitake and you want to take it to keep your immune system in good shape, you could take it on an empty stomach or you could take it at any time during the day. But um, if, you, yeah, if you have someone has diabetes or you're trying to prevent, you know, you're at work and you just had lunch and you're trying to prevent that like uh, blood sugar crash, you know, if you have like pizza for lunch or something like that, that's, you could take maitake with that meal and it will help, you know, studies show that some, uh, about, you know, zero to 25%, it can help reduce your blood sugar, um, an hour after that meal. Um, so, uh, you know, it's really good. Like I said, if you're trying to prevent like a crash or. Mm. That's interesting, isn't it? Cause I tend to avoid carbohydrates, um, to any great extent during the day, just because of that blood sugar crash and the concentration uh, you know, we all suffer with the postprandial dip, but you can limit it by what you're eating. So if somebody was entertaining, for example, at lunch, not that many of us are able to do it during a pandemic, but when life goes back to normal and they're eating other things, then taking maitake alongside could actually inhibit that that kind of dip, post-afternoon dip that they're going to get. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, now, there's another couple of, of, uh, of compounds that you use. This was interesting to me because I hadn't really come across this one when we were talking is pine pollen and its ability to modulate testosterone in both men and women. So um, can you do you want to to expand on that? Because you were talking is it very interesting the way that it can help to modulate androgens in women um, and also boost um, testosterone in people, for example, who are struggling with things like chronic fatigue, but also in men who are struggling with things like erectile dysfunction. Can you elaborate more on that? And how, how would somebody take that? And in what yeah, dose? Definitely. Um, <clears throat> so, so pine pollen um, is really rich in naturally occurring DHEA. And DHEA is basically uh, one of the building blocks your body needs to produce testosterone and estrogen and other androgens. So these are all like referred to as sex hormones. Um, so it's really rich in that. So it has, it has that capability, but also to the, it has this plant intelligence that, that starts to modulate and identify kind of like an adaptogen, like what does the body need right now? So let's say, um, you know, in terms of a male with erectile dysfunction and low energy, you know, um, they're probably, you know, 99.9% of the time they're uh, estrogen dominant. So their estrogen levels are high, their testosterone levels are too low. So what uh, pine pollen is able to do is it's able to start to bring up those free testosterone levels, but also bring down the estrogen mm. while taking it over time. So it will help restore that androgen balance. So it's like androgen modulating. Um, so, um, that's kind of how it works in men. Uh, it could work the reverse women. Let's say, um, uh, if some women have too much testosterone, it can also, uh, DHEA can also convert into estrogen. So it can help bring the balance the other way. Um, it, your body just kind of takes what it has and works with it and 
gives you what you, what you need. Um, but having said that, I definitely find um, in talking to people that women need a lot less pine pollen than men. Um, you know, if a man is like a high-performing athlete and needs lots of focus and energy and be on his A game all the time, he could take it, um, you know, a thousand to two thousand milligrams a day, and he's going to feel great. But um, you know, a woman would need less, maybe like she would max out at five hundred milligrams. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, too, something to note is that um, to get these androgenic effects of pine pollen, it has to be extracted in alcohol. If you were to just uh, eat pine pollen or put pine pollen powder in your smoothie, your body does a very poor job of breaking down uh, those compounds and accessing that DHEA and those androgens. Um, so that's why we do it in an extract. Um, and that's why it's really, really great in an extract form. It has that nice capability. And what if you then like use alcohol to boil away, sorry, use hot water to boil away the alcohol? Are you then going to limit the impact of that? Or is it just all in the extraction process? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, kind of, I think what I was saying before is like, um, if you burn off the alcohol, the vapors just evaporate, but the medicinal compounds that they were holding is now just being held in the water. Okay. Um, so they'll still be available. So mm. it's safe, like if someone doesn't want to deal with the alcohol. And have you seen any, because I, I tell you what's interesting to me. So is that androgens is something that I've struggled with as somebody who has PCOS. So I naturally have higher androgens. And actually when I've taken something like DHEA, I feel like it has um, aggravated even things like seven keto DHEA. I feel like it aggravates sometimes my, if a skin, it can cause breakouts. Have you seen any of that? Cause obviously this works in a much more adaptogenic way. Have you seen any side effects like that in women that have used it? Um, no, in all the research that I read, um, I haven't heard anything like that. Um, but actually me personally, knowing what I know about DHEA, like the only supplement DHEA supplement I would take is pine pollen. Mm -hmm. Um, because so many, um, supplement, supplement brands out there are so reluctant to divulge where they're acquiring their DHEA from. And a lot of times it's animal sources like, um, like different organs from animals and um, depending on how they're processed, what solvents they're using, you know, they could be using hexane or other things like that. Um, you know, it, I, it wouldn't surprise me if that causes an aggravating effect on the body. So that's something to consider. Mm, that's interesting. Cause I must say because of those effects, it didn't take it very long. Yeah. And then um, also, you know, besides those androgenic effects, pine pollen has so many great, um, modulating effects on the immune system also helps with reducing uh, inflammation. It's also really rich in uh, amino acids, vitamins, and minerals. So it's kind of like not only an extract, but it's a, like it's a superfood essentially as well. Okay. Interesting. So let's go through a few scenarios then, because I think this will help people practically work out what combination they're going to take. Obviously, we talked about gut health. The combination is chaga and turkey tail seems to work really, really well. But let's now go through. So say, for example, I'm going to give you like a rundown of a day for me. So I would be doing my most creative tasks in the morning. So I'm quite an early morning type. And usually I'll exercise to kind of... um, kind of even get myself going a bit more. Um, But if I'm looking at maximizing that creative output and becoming efficient, um, but specifically to enhance something like creativity, what kind of mushroom blend would I take to to fuel that work 
in the morning. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you'd want to take lion's mane. Mm. And then also to... I've tried that before, and I must say, I did get really positive results. Oh, great, great. Um, and then also, too, you could try chaga as well. Um, I mean, chaga is just a great mushroom to take in the morning to help kind of, you know, start your digestive system, your immune system. But I keep hearing this kind of like folk medicine um, information circling around chaga in different health and wellness communities that chaga enhances creativity. And they say, don't take it before bed because it'll send your mind thinking all these things. Um, I don't know how true that is, but let's just assume that it was true. Um, it wouldn't hurt to take chaga to help achieve that effect um, alongside with lion's mane. Mm, interesting. That's interesting. So you could take them together, first thing. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. And then after lunch, when I'll put my least demanding work after lunch, so it tends to be much more task driven. So I know that I just need to get through stuff, you know, I'm reviewing emails. Um, at that point, what would be good for kind of productivity? Yeah, if you feel like you can boost, I would definitely try some of the pine pollen. Um, and then also, too, you could keep taking the lion's mane. Um, yeah, I know, I know so many people that will just take lion's mane all day, especially like you know, coders in Silicon Valley um, because their brain is just going, 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 going and never stops. Um, so I would try those two. And if you'd done that, would you then avoid the lion's mane at night? Like, could you then have too much where you feel like you're not going to switch off? Um, no, you, you could take it at night too. So like kind of how, how I always think about things like, oh, it's probably better to take a little bit of something over an extended period of time rather than like totally front-loaded and just take a bunch in the morning or just a bunch at night. But if you're, you know, taking a dropper or two, you know, morning, day and night, you know, you're, it's kind of like a food. It's like, or it's just like nutrients. Like you eat food, you obtain nutrients, you need nutrients all the time. Um, yeah. And they're there for you. Yeah, that makes sense. And it's would you then like, would you have something like reishi kind of to sort of chill out as the late afternoon, evening comes on or? Definitely, definitely. definitely. Yeah. An another good thing too is um, if you like to drink tea at night, like if you have any kind of like calming herb tea, mm -hmm. you can put a couple of droppers of the reishi into your tea. Um, that will help um, with calming. Uh, or you could take it under the tongue as well. Um, and then take that with lion's mane as well. Okay, that's interesting. Um, and the maitake, that could be utilized as, as that has positive results in people that are just people that are like kind of metabolic disease and um, type 2 diabetes, or would it also have effects in people who are type 1? Um, the research that I've seen specifically cited uh, type 2. Um, I'm not sure about type 1 because that's more of like an autoimmune condition. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's a good question. And, you know, I would probably try to do some more research or digging before I, you know, try to answer that. <laughs> yeah. And what about the, um, the chaga and the turkey tail for enhancing gut health? Because so many people struggle with the health of their gut. Would you, would that be something that you take periodically across the day? So almost before meals or how would you structure that? Yeah, that, that I tell people, like, if you have some serious issues going on, um, you know, take it twice a day in the morning and the afternoon. Um, for, for, for some reason, um, you know, for me, 
turkey tail and chaga resonate more with me as like a morning uh, mushroom or afternoon. Mm -hmm. So that's why I like to take it then. And, you know, obviously I'm getting asked these questions all day, every day. So now I think our community has just kind of defaulted to chaga and turkey tail are in the morning uh, and afternoon. Um, but, but again, there are, these are guidelines. There's no rules that I'm sure mm -hmm. there's people take chaga right before bed and, and stuff. But, um, you know, I think, you know, mushrooms as a whole, it's still very new to the, the Western world and everyone is look, just looking for a way to get started. So it's good to have these guidelines, um, but they can, anyone can venture outside of them anytime they like to. And what about um, in terms of children? Are okay. there any contraindications there? Yeah. So um, they're, they're safe, like uh, they're safe for children to take. And, and you can, like the best way uh, to give it to a child is probably just like put it in some orange juice or put it in a milkshake or put it in a smoothie that they're having. Um, and, you know, some parents are a little, um, uh, are a little cautious about the alcohol, but the amount of alcohol at one, you know, serving is so minute. Um, it's, it, I've heard an herbalist say that it's about the equivalent of if they ate a banana. For, you know, the sugars from the banana ferment in your body okay. and produce alcohol. And it's about the same amount. So tiny. it's kind of the yeah, same. Yeah, really tiny. <laughs> so. Okay. So they could have it. Have you seen like, because um, presumably I was just thinking like, you know, teenagers, for example, coming up to exams or uh, children that suffer with either ADHD or ASD, whether mushrooms might help them. Definitely. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't have kids right now, but when I do, they'll be taking lots of mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> From that, you'll be putting it in their, uh, <laughs> in, in, in their, uh, in their expressed breast milk, right? <laughs> Here's your milk mushroom blend. Um, that's super interesting. Really, really interesting. I'm going to link to all of this that we've talked about in the show notes because people can really dive down and, and get some more information on it because uh, I've definitely learned a lot on this episode. Is there anything else that we haven't covered here, Neil, before we link to where people can find out more about you? Is there anything that we haven't covered here um, or that you'd like to say? Yeah, um, just one thing. Kind of every time I, I do a talk like this, um, I just like to say that for all these amazing effects that mushrooms have on our bodies, they equally have just as amazing effects in the natural ecosystems that they come from. So the same way that they're helping us fight inflammation, that they're helping us <clears throat> with our immune systems, they're helping the forest with its immune system and with its, um, you know, inflammation everywhere. And they all play different roles. You know, some mushrooms are decomposers. So they, start turning dead trees back into soil. Others go out and target trees that the forest can no longer provide nutrients for. So they'll kill them and take them down so they can be um, turned back into soil. And some mushrooms have this uh, my mycorrhizal relationship with trees where they help trees share nutrients and they help transport water and different nutrients, like literally, you know, like hundreds of thousands of feet away in the forest via the mycelial networks that the mushrooms um, create under the forest floor. So um, I just urge people, um, it will make you appreciate the magic of mushrooms even more if you kind of open yourself to, to learn a little bit about the ecosystem and it'll help you understand 
your inner ecosystem as well. So I, that's kind of like completing things full circle. And that's kind of what my passion is at the end of the day. So mm. yeah, I love the fact that you shared that. And it's interesting because I've been doing in over the last few months, just since we've had this like on and off lockdown. So I spent so much time in the forest with my dogs and it is just wonderfully calming. There's almost nothing like it. I always used to think, and we haven't been able to travel much because obviously you can't really fly. And so I'd always thought of like the top of a mountain when I was skiing or on the beach and seeing the sea as the most relaxing places and totally underestimated, I think, in many respects, what was right on my doorstep. And it just, because you're busy with life and you're filling things in. Um, and I just had that time when I'm out with my dogs to actually really enjoy the forest and just breathe in. And it is one, I mean, it enhances nitric oxide, doesn't it, as well, but it is wonderfully calming, that whole kind of concept of forest bathing. And I think we have to, we have to do our best to protect that. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, and it's exhilarating too. Um, just a couple of weeks ago while I was out foraging for my talkie, I ran into a very huge black bear. And, oh, wow. Um, you know, I was in the forest by myself and it was just a very intense situation um, because, you know, as a modern human, I don't necessarily know how to conduct myself with, you know, a big animal like that. Mm. Like a lot of keeping distance, walking the other way, um, but it was, it was a really good humbling experience to have. And it just like shows you like the majesty of like a creature like that, you know, like something that's three times, four times your size, um, you know, just walking around in the forest, you know, like wow. a couple of yards away from you. So goodness, the most we get here, I think is a uh, deer. They're always a treasure when I see those, even though my dogs try and chase them, but the fear is, you know they'll kind of make a dash if you're anywhere. There's quite a lot of forests around roads and then, and then they can get hurt. But did you lock eyes with the bear? Yeah, it was, it was funny. Um, I was kind of wrapping things up and I was heading on the trail back to where my car was parked. And all of a sudden I see the bear and he's walking, you know, on that trail to where I need to go. And I'm like, oh no, like, how do I, how do I where do I go from here? So I had to, walk the complete opposite direction and like get down to the road from another, um, you know, uh, from another angle and then walk the main road to my car, um, in hopes that I wouldn't see the bear again. Um, but it was, you know, it was just kind of funny. There was no way I was going to try to scare that bear away to get to where I needed to go. <laughs> Gosh, good job actually in a way then you didn't have like an animal with you, a dog or something like that. Cause I know mine would definitely, like to re if they were off lead, they they would run towards anything. It doesn't matter how scary it is, they'll go. Even you know, they I'm always afraid they're going to be bucked by horses, things like that, because they almost don't seem to understand. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah honestly enough, most bears, especially black bears, are would be afraid of a dog, even if it was like a small dog, it would just run away. Okay. The thing that you need to watch out for is if it's a mom with cubs. If like the dog you know, got too close to the cubs, the mom would definitely attack or if human did, you know, to protect. Mm -hmm. But this was a male bear just by itself. And, you know, they're pretty docile, but still, uh, you need to show respect and keep your distance because you never know. Yeah, you never know. Absolutely. Well, what an amazing note to finish on. Well, thank you so much. Where can people find you, um, Neil? Let's link to your website, your socials and, and where they can actually get some mushrooms. Yeah. Um, so our website is wildkingdomextracts.com. Um, and then you can sign up for our newsletter there. We have lots of information on our products and our company on our website. 
And then we also um, have an Instagram page and that's also at wild kingdom extracts. And uh, that's where we hang out. Just those two places. Those two places and, uh, and, and on various podcasts. So amazing. Thanks so much for coming on the show. I will link to all of that in the show notes. And uh, just to clarify, you ship worldwide, which I think you mentioned before. So uh, that's awesome. I will link to all of that. Thanks so much for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure to have you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Neil has very kindly set up a unique discount code for listeners of this podcast. If you head over to worldkingdomextracts.com and enter my name at checkout, you will get a nice 15% off your order. So just go over to www.wildkingdomextracts.com and enter Angela, all in capital letters, at checkout to get your 15% off. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. As always, all of the show notes and the transcript will be over on my website, AngelaFosterPerformance.com. So you can head over there with all links to everything that we discussed as well. Um, I was going to ask you a favor. If you've enjoyed this episode, could you take a screenshot and just post it and tag me on your Instagram or whatever social media platform you're using and I will repost and reshare. It just really helps me to get the message out and reach a wider audience. Um, so I would be super grateful if you've enjoyed this episode. If you can do that, you can also tag at Wild Kingdom. Um, and if you um, would like to leave us a review, that would also be amazing. Um, and basically just give us a review on the podcast. Again, it all helps in terms of us reaching more people and giving people a reason to tune in and listen. And next week, I will be joined by Colin Hiles, who is the world's top mindset coach. And he's going to be talking all about how you can have the best 2021 and how you can really achieve this year and put yourself in the 2% of people who really are truly living their best life. So check back next week. I'll be co-hosting with Colin and we'll be talking all about goals and disciplines and motivation and how you can really have your best year. So thanks again for listening. As I say, the show notes will be all over at AngelaFosterPerformance.com. Thanks for listening. Remember to review and subscribe. You can grab the show notes, the resources and highlights of everything Angela mentioned over at AngelaFosterPerformance.com. You can also snatch up plenty of other goodies, including the highly helpful Angela Recommends page, which is a list of everything she personally recommends to optimize your mind, body and lifestyle.